1: When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan.
2: There it goes! Deep left, it is high, it is far, it is gone! Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, Tiki and Tierney back on the fan on this Monday. We're waiting. Well, we're waiting. 877-337-6666. Oh, that Rogers press conference is going to be something, huh? Maybe rock the nice green tie, a little green suit, maybe get something. Maybe borrow, I don't know, maybe borrow like Tiger Woods's master's jacket or Phil's master's jacket. He could wear that to the Jets press conference. I think he has green about clothing that? already. I'm sure he does. Uh, by the way, guys, just to let you know about this, me and Tiki mentioned it a few times last week. The brackets were obviously out, of course, M. I feel terribly for Rutgers. That sucks. But today at noon, all right, we're going to go live, and it's the 2023 Tiki and Tierney Bracket Challenge. So the way it's going to work is I filled out my bracket already. Tiki did it. So it's up there, uploaded digitally to WFAN.com, or it will be at noon. And then what you guys will do, you'll you'll look at Tiki's, you'll look at mine, and then you'll determine which one you think is better. Mine. And because you know he's going to ride Virginia all the way. <laughs> I, can't, I, I would do the same thing with St. John's. They just can't. They didn't get invited again. Stunningly. Um, and then whomever you think is going to win, you do that. And let's say there's, you know, 50 50%. I don't know how many entries we'll get, whatever we guess. So rather than give you a number, I'll give you a percentage. 50% on Teak, 50% on me. Uh, the qualifiers for the winning bracket. I know it's a little confusing. It's actually pretty easy once you get down to it. So that if I win and you're like, oh, I think Brandon's going to win and you happen to be picked, you win the bracket challenge. You come in studio, you hang out with us for an, an hour. And we're going to pop you on the air for a little bit, have a little fun as well. All right, so that's coming up at noon. I'll ri- remind you guys a little later. Now, over the weekend, this is really the only Aaron Rodgers audio uh, or any sort of you know direction that emerged over the weekend. I think many of us thought it might be resolved over the weekend. It's not yet. Uh, he had a conversation, Brandon Marshall, who's got the I Am Athlete podcast, uh, he was doing a charity flag football outing. Aaron was, and here's Marshall and Aaron. How was it meeting Woody Johnson? How was that meeting?
1: Oh, that was that was. You know, it's, it's always interesting meeting important figures in the sport. Um, yeah, it's always interesting. That's all I'm giving. I'm just there now.
2: That's all I'm giving. Tribeca, Brooklyn. Are you going to be in Jersey? I've never been to Tribeca before.
1: I've been to Brooklyn. T-O. Yeah. you like a Brooklyn guy, Williamsburg. We, I, yeah, I don't know what that
3: means.
1: A-Rod. little bit
3: chemistry here. What we doing, A-Rod? A-Rod. 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 Stay, <laughs> tuned. Stay
2: tuned. Stay tuned? How long tuned. we got to wait? A-Rod. Well, I think it won't be long. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a time There's a time limit. All right. Hey, so he is aware. I'll be right there too we know. All right. This, you know, legal tampering starts at noon. By the way, an hour and 15 minutes from now. Uh, you know one thing that's out there too, and, and I think it's an unfair, not to mention inaccurate narrative. But this should go a long way in dispelling it. You know, there's been some people just because they don't like Rodgers for 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 various things that have you know really taken this and I think stretched it to a, a point that is not even close to being reflective of, of what was true in Green Bay, and that's Aaron's relationship with his teammates in Green Bay. So, uh, Rasul Douglas, one of their corners, all right, was uh, he was asked on Spectrum News out there in Green Bay over the weekend. Let me just read you. So, the the news anchor said, uh, asked this, uh, he posed it. Like, I guess it's kind of a question, but it's more of a statement. Uh, just thinking about all these Jets players asking number 12 to come join them in New York on social media. And then he actually did it. He said, why aren't number 12's teammates asking him to stay here? That's a fair question because, you know, I mean, the Jet players, I, a little too much, I mean, if you ask me. Uh, I, the cheese head was, was kind of cool because they're young, you know, what they did the other night, burning that at the fire pit at Sauce's crib. That's fine. But there's been a lot of Jets tweeting, like, guys, just lay out. Everybody knows you want him. I, we we know that he he wants you, whatever. And nothing for the Packers. And he was asked about this, Russell Douglas, and he said, well, we actually have his number. We can text him instead of writing it on social media. And then here's the money quote, and this should dispel any thought that his his teammates don't respect him or really like him out there. As our leader, he knows each person and how we all feel about him on this roster. End quote. So, you know, oh, he's not a good teammate. Oh, he's a loner. Oh, you know, takes to his own beat. Doesn't really uh, connect with any teammates. Not accurate. Has many things that are thrown out there in the media these days. Let's get uh, let's get Tommy in Lavalette, New Jersey. Tom, what's happening?
3: Hey, BT. Uh, I don't know if you can remember. It's just an insignificant thing, but 15, 20 years ago, I played golf with you at Charlton Springs. At Charlton, Tr-
2: Jersey. Tr- you mean at, at Crystal Springs? No, no, Char- down in Monmouth County. I don't even remember. Man, Springs. I don't remember playing that course. I, I'm yeah, guessing it I was I-
3: like uh, yeah. it was sort of like a uh, links course. And you had that, that itty-bitty uh, producer guy with you?
2: Oh, my God, yes. I do remember now. That was um, – <laughs> it's a really nice public. There's a couple of courses out there, right? Is that what you're yeah, talk- about? Yep. there's three of them. Yeah, yes. There's
3: three of them together.
2: How did, I, uh, how did I play? I'm guessing not well. The story of my life.
3: No, no, you did all right. And yeah. you, you kept the uh, – you didn't really fill the coin jar up either. You were pretty good. All right, good. All right, what's
2: going all on, right. Tommy? Just, uh,
3: just a, a – thing that i you know i, I nitpick at the t- the owners with the tv contract each one of them gets what, over a billion dollars roughly Don't so they get some crazy yeah yeah, yeah,
2: of money? yeah it's it's ludicrous money yeah
3: all right so then i don't understand how i mean you're saying mark davis but how, how these owners they, they they're probably stingy more than anything else, they could pay anybody 10 times over with the, the money they get from that. You know, forget the other revenue.
2: Well, uh, yes, uh, Tom. But again, the disparity in, in wealth is, is a real thing. I mean, you know, some people are worth $6 billion and some owners are yeah, worth, no, I know, you know what I'm that saying. That
3: money's not coming out of their pocket. They're not opening their wallet and giving it. That's, you know, that's part of their wealth. I'm talking about the check they get every year from the NFL. No, no, I I,
2: I understand what you're saying. you got to understand, though, Tom, and and I didn't really – I never looked at it this way until, oh, God, I would say about 10 years ago when I first started working with Amy Trask, who was the former COO with the Raiders. Brilliant woman, Uh awesome awesome woman. And she – and I didn't really understand how this worked. I just didn't process it this way. She was the first one who told me the biggest issue with the Raiders is that they didn't have the money to put up an escrow. Like, that was a real thing. Their revenue stream, yes, they got paid by the NFL, of course. There's the there's sharing of funds, yeah. But in terms of merch and in terms of, you know, stadium um, a generation of funds and just inherent wealth or profile wealth that Woody has and others have much more than Mark Davis, it was a real thing. So they could not be as aggressive in free agency. Now, it wasn't that Mark didn't want to spend money, but he, he didn't. He just didn't have – it's not like – listen – it's not like you couldn't take the money, put it in escrow, and not function. But I think that there's a level of comfort, whatever that line of delineation is for people that wealthy. I have no idea, nor will I ever. But it's like they get to a certain point in their portfolio, and they're like, "I'm not going below it." Doesn't make tax purpose. Doesn't make sense from a tax point of view. However, they process it. Just trust me when I tell you that the Raiders, even now in Vegas, do not have that kind of scratch to put up. In uh, now, could you find it for Rogers? I'm, anything's possible. But that is a real problem explained to me by somebody a lot more intelligent than me with the money, and that's Amy. Uh Eric's on Long Island. What's happening, Eric? How are you today?
4: What's up, Brandon? How are you, man?
2: I'm good, buddy. What's happening?
4: Not too much. So I'm a forty five year old Jet fan, so I have my fair share of scars like you. Yep. Um so here's the thing. I'm not as confident as you just because, you know, I think if there's anyone who's capable of throwing a curveball in this mix, it'd probably be Aaron Rodgers. But um, I I don't have a problem with it at all for one simple reason. I just didn't – I don't believe in Derek Carr, right? So, to me, that's the only option off the board that, that, that's going on from waiting, right? And I don't think Derek Carr moved the needle enough for me. I don't think he could could have won a Super Bowl with the Jets. It's just not enough for me. So, waiting, to me, is not a big deal because we didn't lose out on anything. Now, if you tell me we don't have Aaron Rodgers and he decides to go back to the Packers or blah, 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 they'll have him, then you know, then I would be inclined to try and push for Lamar, just because you know you want you want to make a choice at this stage in the game that gives you a best chance to win a Super Bowl, not just be a good team. Hundred percent,
2: so you have to
4: you have to shoot for the top. I don't want to be a good team. I want to have at least, even if you told me it's only two years, fine. Give me the two year window where we actually legitimately can contend for a Super Bowl, and I do think. So what you said, and I've felt, I feel the same way, it's very important that really it, it's the best chance we have at also maybe salvaging Zach Wilson. Like it's the proper, this is the proper way to groom a young quarterback by having him sit behind one of the best of all time and learn from him. And then you know what? We get two years of Aaron Rodgers and then maybe we get a actual starting quarterback for Zach, like, of Zach Wilson yep, and not force, you know? So I'm all for it. I don't care about waiting. To me, Derek Carr was not worth it. So anyway. Uh, listen, why, uh, Erica,
2: that, that's part of the reason why I, I was never really uh, concerned that we lose Derek Carr. Yeah, I get it. Derek Carr is certainly better than what the Jets trotted out there a year ago in pretty much everything in the last decade or so. Uh, and the Jets have the longest current playoff drought in the NFL, so it's painful. And it's also, uncon- I'll, I'll give you this, it's unconventional for us to view a team that has done nothing... For over a decade, and now suddenly with one move, like, you know, to use the NCAA, you know, put them on the one line. Like, they're going to be a one seed. It's just not congruent with where they've been, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't fit. This is a very unique set of circumstances. There's been a lot of times, the Knicks have done this for years. The Mets have tried this many times. Not recently, but back in the day. Vince Coleman, you know, some of the names. Like, we've seen teams that were nowhere near being championship viable, make a move, and we're like, Ugh, that's, all right, you might win the press conference a little by fooling some dummies, but we all know that this team is not ready to win. This is a Hail Mary desperation move. And because the Jets haven't been to the playoffs in more than 10 years, most people associate that them being just still a bottom-rung bottom feeder. But the people who know football... Many of you, and certainly the people who cover the game for a living, know this roster is legit. It's legit. So that never that never scared me. It wasn't like it's too much of a stretch to say that the Jets can you know be in the play for the Super Bowl next year with Rodgers. I don't think that that's irresponsible. I don't think that that's reckless. Now, it's also not a guaranteed thing. Nothing is in the NFL. Nothing, but. Why would why would I be excited? Why would you, I think I I wasn't? So I, I'm not even going to ask myself why were you excited about the prospects of Derek Carr? Like really think about that because the last caller made a point that I've been saying for a while, but I haven't said it today. Okay, and he's absolutely right. Like if you are lamenting still the loss of Carr and the possible last second U-turn pivot by Rogers, okay, what what are you actually lamenting? Well. We never had Rodgers, but you can justify the pursuit, so you should be able to eventually reconcile that. And if you're still a little wounded from Carr, I mean, Derek Carr's good. He's, he's not more than that. So why would I, just from a practical point of view, and now I'll answer this from my purview, why, was, why would I ever be excited about signing somebody for four or five years that I don't think can win the Super Bowl? I'd rather sign somebody for two that I'm pretty sure can. Think about the common sense behind that statement. Well, I don't know if Derek Carr can win. I don't I don't think Derek Carr's a Super Bowl champion, but he'd make us relevant. You're great. And then on wild card weekend, we'd shut off the TV, we'd lose, and we'd be pissed. <laughs> and, and nothing would change. And we'd have him for four or five years. But if you have Rodgers, there's still no guarantee. But instead of getting in the batter's box and it counts 1-1 one, one or 1-2... One, it's kind of 2-1, one three zero three one. You're in the you're in the driver's seat. It's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, have you forgot this? Man, oh man, Raphael is in North Jersey. What up, Raph? How you doing?
0: Hey man, I listen to you guys all the time. Love listening to you guys. And I gotta, you know, when the Jets had Fitz and we had the weapons that we had with Marshall and Decker. Yep. Like Fitz through had a career year. Like he broke the touchdown passing record for the Jets.
2: Yep, like, and Marshall, was, so Marshall and Decker both had 1,000 both had a thousand yards, yep.
0: Now, now, you could say our weapons today are better than our weapons then. Like, you can say that, or at least trending in that direction. Mm-hmm. And you bring Aaron Rodgers, put him on the Jets with the weapons we have now. Like, to me, that is something I'm willing to wait for to see how this pans out. Like, you know, like, I'm with you. Like, look, I don't want to turn on Wild Card Weekend. All right, yeah, and shut the TV off either. I'm 37 now, and when you're younger, you think it's your year and your year. Now I'm getting older, and I'm like, wow, we're really not winning. Yeah, you know, like I want, you know, like this, like I'm, I could be Joe Benigno. like you know, like this, this, this for real. This is like the jet, like the life of a jet fan. So if we have this two-year window now to win, and I'm with you on the Zach Wilson thing too. Like, who says Zach Wilson can't be good? Okay, yeah, he's got, he's had, he had a real rough year. He's had, he said some bad things in the media, but he's a young kid. Like, we became a quarterback now league when Roethlisberger took over in the early 2000s, and then all of a sudden it trended in that direction for the last 20 years. Like, there's got to be a pullback where these guys have to learn and sit because you're drafting these quarterbacks so high, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, you know, and that's just one draft, and these guys are busting, you know? So yep. it is right for Zach to sit a few, uh, a few years behind Rodgers. And, man, give me the excitement of having one of the best quarterbacks in the league with the weapons we have any day because I'm like, I'm like you, man. I'm sick of watching mediocre football. I'm sick of turning off my TV in November. You know, this year you had a little bit of a taste. I was at that Week 17 Buffalo game when Fitzpatrick lost the game, and uh, Tom Skins missed that, that pass on the sideline. I remember wanting to drive home eight hours, like right after that game. You no, know, we're sick of that. We need a championship. It's our time. Like, the Cubs got there. Like, these teams that waited 80 years to get there, Boston Red Sox got there years ago. Yep. The Jets are due. Like, give me that day. Just give me that day, that Super Bowl
2: morning where I wake up
0: and I'm like, just give me that day where the coffee tastes better. You know
2: what I mean? Trust me. Well, I know what you mean because I think we're all, you know, we're all been uh, dreaming that certain dream. Good call, buddy. Thanks. I love the energy. The only thing that I would correct you on, uh, and I know you were just in the middle of a point, I didn't want to interrupt you, but you said that, you know, early on that Wilson said bad things in the media. He didn't say bad things. He was just immature. And I know that you know the distinction. It's not like he said anything disparaging or he was reckless or... I mean, he just didn't take ownership for playing like ass, which which bothered us because it was so flippant. Like, no, no, you've got to know how poorly you played. You were... Like, there's bad, and then there's substandard, and then there's play that is not even remotely identifiable in terms of what should resemble professional quarterback play. And that particular day... That was the scouting report. He was that bad, all right? And he didn't own it one lick, and it was a bad look. But it, it was more immature and a lack of ownership than bad things. I just wanted to point that out. Because if he wasn't – listen, if he was a bad kid, like if I didn't think that Zach worked hard, if I thought he was – like if he had malice in this, like a malicious or, you know, like I couldn't trust him like, like what's going on with John Morant and, you know, John Morant's a superstar, but off the court – I'd be like, just to take this guy and get him as far away from here as humanly possible. He stinks. I don't ever want him here again. But he's not. He's a good kid. Made some mistakes, you know, and uh, he's got to learn. He's got And you learn by watching Aaron Rodgers be a Jedi for two years and win, I don't know, 12, 13 games over two years, 25 combined. Make some runs and let's go. And that's it. That's what you do. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney
1: on the fan.